Happy Thursday, friends, and welcome back to Theological Thursday. Thank you for joining me again this week so we can talk about the differences between joy and happiness. This is going to be an interesting discussion as we dive into what the differences are between joy and happiness and how when we realize those differences, we can go forward and lead a life of joyfulness and how it will affect our everyday lives. With that said, let's get on to today's podcast episode. Like y'all heard in the intro, this week we are going to be talking about joyfulness. Joyfulness is a fruit of the spirit and it is something that is very different from happiness as we will discuss. And the reason for this is that joyfulness is something that is biblically based and happiness is something that is fleeting and something that the world attempts to give us. And when I mean by us, I mean Christians. The author James from the Bible tells us to consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds. But what is joy? And how do we define it for ourselves? Now we are left to ask, how do we find joy in the Bible? And to answer that, a familiar verse, James 1-2, discusses, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And James writes this after facing many trials because it is probably true that most readers will read a verse like this and respond as, how can that be true? Because is it possible to have joy when we experience life's various trials? And the process of learning to respond with joy during times of trial in life must begin with a conscious awareness that God is at work in our lives and that he has a purpose for why we are experiencing these trials. To reinforce that thought, I want to say that when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ as our own personal savior, like in Romans 10, 9, then we believe that his word teaches us that God is at work in our lives, which we can see in Philippians 2, 13, which says, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. From those verses, we can come to the logical conclusion that trials, suffering, and difficult times, or like the apologetic author C.S. Lewis talks about, the undulations of life, which is basically how he describes it, the up and downs, the wave-like pattern of life, and that's basically how we feel the feelings of life. And then when we acknowledge that our lives are ultimately designed by God and that he has a specific specific purpose for us in mind. In that very same passage, the same point is made by James. So let's look again at James 1-2, but let's add the third verse to it. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, and then it adds, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. The text is clear. We read that we can respond to life's trials with genuine joy if we know that the Lord has purpose for why he would allow those difficult times or suffering and trials to come. And in this passage, the purpose for trials was to produce patience or endurance, which is defined as the ability to hold up under a trial. 
So as I said in the beginning, I wanted to give you a definition of what joy is and what happiness is. And so let's go back to the beginning and identify what joy is. Simply to put it, biblical joy is choosing to respond to an external circumstance, like we said, a trial or a tribulation in life, with inner contentment and satisfaction because we know that God will use these experiences to accomplish his work in and through our lives. So James is telling his readers through the Bible that they can choose to respond with joy even through difficult circumstances. And joy is a choice. Let me make that clear. When you wake up in the morning, you can choose joy or you can choose grumpiness. It's not choosing to be happy. No, it's choosing to be joyful because ultimately what is going to get you through that day is going to be a biblical perspective and not your own perspective. I can't even imagine, if we're going to get a little bit personal here, I can't even imagine going through my day without Jesus. I would be a wreck, and I usually am when I do not focus on Him, if I do not start my day with prayer, I am a wreck, and I treat people in a different way than when I would start my day with prayer, or with a Bible verse, or having a biblical perspective on my day. And so when we choose joy in the morning, or when we choose joy in a difficult circumstance, we are choosing to allow God into our day, to allow Him to work in our lives, because we say, hey, we are not going to try to do this on our own. My definition of being happy is going to be overruled by your amazing, your awesome, your sovereign ways of making me joyful. And so we are going to give our lives in joyfulness, and in turn, He is going to do something great in our lives. Now I want to give you a definition of what happiness is, and this is something that I want to discuss when we discuss a biblical marriage, a biblical love relationship, and we'll discuss that in a different podcast episode, but this is kind of a similar idea because when we look at joyfulness and we look at happiness and the differences, um, and they're kind of similar in a way because it's taking happiness but it's taking it a step further in biblical truth that's what joyfulness is um but that is what we see in marriage and how we see the definition of love and so we'll discuss that in a different podcast episode but i kind of wanted to um describe it in that way when we talk about that in a later podcast that you can kind of compare and contrast the similarity of those two definitions and so happiness is a feeling that comes over you when you know life is good and you can't help but smile that's what the definition of google gives you and i think that's very interesting it also continues to say it's the opposite of sadness thank you google for telling me that <laughs> okay happiness is a sense of well-being joy or contentment and so when people are successful, safe, or lucky, they feel happiness. So it, it has so happiness has joy in its definition, which I feel like it should be the other way around. If we're talking about a biblical perspective, joy has happiness in its definition. You can, because of joy, you are happy. You feel the feelings of happiness, but you choose joy, and from that you feel happy. You see the... Um, 
changes in your life because you've given, you've chosen to give your life to joyfulness and you've given your life to Jesus who ultimately produces that joy in you, that happiness. So it's interesting that it says that happiness produces joy, but I feel like, and I kind of come to the understanding because of what the Bible tells us, that joy produces the feeling of happiness. Now that we have an understanding of what joy is and what happiness is, how do we lead our lives in a way of joyfulness and not fall into the trap that our world is trying to set, especially for my generation? And when I say my generation, I mean probably like early teens to your early 20s. That's basically the time span that media and Instagram and Snapchat, different things are trying to push. Um, You probably have heard of the self-love movement, the feminist movement, the um, manifest your own destiny slash happiness slash whatever you want it to be for yourself. Um, That movement of doing everything for yourself and honestly if we are going to talk about that it is just so sad to me that our culture has told young adults that they have to manifest their own quote-unquote happiness because I know for a fact that let's look at this statistic actually really quick So I pulled up the statistics of worldwide um, depression. And so from the World Health Organization in 2020, more than 264 million people suffered from depression worldwide. And then depression is the leading cause of disability in the world. And so we are seeing these increase. And it also says that since 2011, this has only increased and this is very sad to me this this seems so um numbing because we are seeing our generations fall to something that possibly is from choices but then also is just possibly from their surroundings the atmosphere in which our world has chosen to enwrap our culture is just sad to me And so when we see these statistics, we have to be aware that we are living in an age where more and more people are experiencing depressive symptoms, depressive episodes, different things like this. And we are living in an age that people and especially young adults are being challenged every single day with the choice of either choosing to be happy or if we want to say in a biblical perspective, joyful, or they can choose to continue to listen to the world. And so we have to keep that in account when we talk to people about using the um, biblical tools of joy. Another statistic I want to look at and talk to you about is how women are nearly twice as likely as men to have depression. And we see this since 2017. And it's interesting because in the early 2000s, we're seeing technology develop and we're seeing a new age in the 21st century of technology, of media, of different things that are developing. And as we see Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat progressing in new age technology, we see adolescents ages 12 to 17 years old have the highest rates of major depressive episodes. And so 
we need to ask ourselves, why is this happening? What are they seeing on their devices when they pull up these feeds? What are they seeing? And this is what, from personal experience and then also just being in a culture surrounded by teens, what is on social media? On social media, there is poor body image. There's different things that make you feel like you have poor self, um, or it, Sorry, let me word that differently. It produces poor self-image. And so this is not only for women. This is not only for girls. This is also for men and for um, young men. And so we're seeing this in every age, gender. We're seeing this in um, just our society right now that even guys can have poor self-image. I, 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 I want to um, <laughs> want to elaborate on that because it's not just girls who have poor self-image, they're not the ones only who are insecure. Guys are too. Like, it, it doesn't just mean that one gender, um, females, deal with poor body image. Guys do too, and I think I, I think it has increased for both because of technology. And so we're seeing um, pictures of girls who um, take... The time to make you extra skinny in like a um, editing app or something like that so that they won't be judged in the comments. This is so disgusting and I think I've said this so much in this podcast episode but I want to make sure that you understand that I am not discussing that I am using righteous anger against people. I am using righteous anger against my disgust of how the devil has formed and used um his ways of sin to infiltrate our culture. I am sick of seeing um, people fall into the trap and the lie that you have to uh, live the high school, um, what's that called? The high school like experience, right? And I, I want you to know if you are a high schooler if, or if you are a teenager, you do not have to live the high school experience. I learned this at an early age that when you choose to live in our culture, there are damaging results to it. There are not only um, different things that you have to deal with commencement, but you also have to deal with the long-term effects of what doing different things that our culture say is cool or what makes you cool, puts you in the crowd, um, or that crowd, quote-unquote, that crowd, um, is going to have an outlasting effect on your life. And so I am grateful that God allows us to choose joy when there is so much to not be joyful about. And so what does the Bible teach us about joy? So God himself is the source of joy, and we know this from Galatians 5, 22 through 23, which gives us a list of the fruits of the Spirit, and joy is listed um, as the byproducts of the Holy Spirit living and abiding in us. And this chapter in Galatians also tells us that it is possible to live in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit. And so verses 25, meaning that he will naturally produce his fruit in our lives as we live for him. That's what it discusses. Like I said earlier, joy is a choice. And when we go through the hardest of circumstances, we can still choose joy. 
so that the outcome is something more beautiful than we could ever experience. Because when we choose joy after the hardest of things, like losing a loved one or um, losing something that you worked so hard for, and choosing joy after those circumstances can mean that God has shut a door that he is going to open a different one later. And that's just in human terms. Um, And so when a believer can experience genuine joy to the fullest by taking the initiative to actively consider all that God is doing during those times, they can have a definite experience of how God has purpose for his people. And joy doesn't mean forcing happiness during sad circumstances. And I want to reinforce that really quickly. Joy does not mean forcing happiness during sad circumstances. This means that you are allowed to grieve. There were so many people in the Bible who grieved. Just like the children of Israel grieved for Benjamin, we can grieve in times of sadness. It is something that is a natural human response to when life throws you a curveball. And having people there to sit with you when you go through that is probably one of the most amazing ways to bond with someone. To close, choose joy when it's hard. For me, choosing joy is hard because I ultimately am thinking about the bad things that could happen in the day than what the blessings that God could give me that day. And so if it is hard for you, join me in praying for joy for not only yourself, but those around you so that we can build each other up as the body of believers. And so I want to leave you with Romans 15, 13, which says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I hope that you put your hope and trust in Jesus Christ and ultimately from that you can experience true and pure and biblical joy. I hope you have a great week friends and if you have any further questions feel free to DM me. All my information is in the podcast bio and there are links to different um, ways to get in contact with me thank you guys thank you guys so much for listening this week and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and i will talk to you on sunday